This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to Jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Welcome to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. This is the final cast segment with your hosts, Brad Hicks and Josh Eldridge, where we cast our final opinions on all products, good and bad. Welcome to the final cast. You're listening to the final cast on the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brad. Tonight, Dan. Hey, hey. Joining the house. What's up, dude? Dan Perry, what's up? Not much, man. Uh, enjoyed your episode yesterday, by the way. That was good. I like your uh, guest host that you've been having on. Thanks. Yeah, I'm, I mean, whenever the best angler in the country says he'll co-host your show, you do it. So that was <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. Russ on. And Russ, Russ and then we had Damian Tao, and both those guys are so kind of cerebral, and they, mm-hmm. they love the details and stuff like that. Just easy to talk, you know. Easy to talk to guys who are so detail oriented and if if nobody's if you haven't listened to it go back and listen to it because damien gave some juice on a an eight foot uh carolina rig so check that yeah. out yeah it was a good episode last week was good too with adam riser so yep but uh this episode we have a cool guest uh steven davis and kelly davis how you guys doing doing good how are you guys welcome on. glad to be done with yeah. my 12 hour shift <laughs> i don't blame you at all uh, what do you do for a living? You're a nurse, right? I'm a nurse. Yeah, I'm a registered nurse in the state of Kansas. God bless you. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a tough job right now. I'm in the home and hospice area, though, so it's not as bad. Mm-hmm. So at least I've stayed kind of protected and sheltered from the whole COVID thing. But yeah, it's crazy times. But um, yeah, uh, Stephen and Kelly are uh, custom rod builders. We're going to be talking about their rods tonight and. Uh, just jump into that, but first let's uh let the list uh give you guys a little background on yourself. So like what you do, um how long you've been fishing? You fish out of a kayak, that kind of thing. Yeah, we j- we actually just got kayaks about maybe six weeks ago. That's about as long as we've been in kayaks. Uh, cool. We bought Kelly's first. It's a new canoe, uh, Frontier, and the very first time out that she had it out went great the first day and then tournament day came along and she dumped her kayak 10 feet from the oh, ramp mm-hmm. <laughs> earned the nickname yeah. wet duck in the process by yeah. some of our friends <laughs> oh man and i i borrowed a kayak from uh mark coates so i've got a new canoe pursuit that i'm borrowing uh this winter to get a feel for it before i get my own i've been trying to you know try out different kayaks figure out which one I really want. But right now I've only tried out the, the pursuit and the frontier. 
In, in Kansas, what like what what kind of water is that that you're fishing? Mostly very sp- dirty. <laughs> yeah, sounds like most, Ohio. <laughs> yeah, everything is just mud up here for the most part. Uh, we went to Lake Fork, Texas, for the first round of the KBBT tournament, and the we pre-fished on Saturday, and she caught a real nice like nineteen and a quarter, and. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, man, we're going back to the spot. It's going to be great. And we caught nothing on the day of the tournament. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, pre-fishing always goes bad for me. And then I end up doing decent tournament day. I don't know it's why. It's kind of the opposite. Yeah. yeah, I noticed that. It's a trend. If you do good pre- pre-fishing, you're just like, don't even sign up for the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> That's but. just me. But um, cool. All right. So you guys know Marcus Coates. Yes. That's cool. We had him on the show a few weeks ago. We talked about new canoe and motors. Yeah. Yeah. I, I listened to that one. Awesome. Which I'm looking forward to getting for ours so that we spend less time paddling, more time fishing sometimes because of the yeah. wind. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I know the pivot drives have been on back order, but you should be able to get one here for too long. Hopefully in the next couple of weeks. Oh, uh, yeah. Definitely. Well, I think on tournament day, with kbbt we spent at least 60 percent of the day paddling <laughs> yeah yeah versus i mean it was like you'd paddle and you get one cast in if you were lucky if oh, yeah. not you just paddled and then had to paddle more and then had to paddle more and then maybe cast but <laughs> i mean that that's a whole debate between paddling and pedaling uh, i'm i'm totally pedal or motor like i am not a paddler i do not want to paddle if i don't have to but I would enjoy it just going out and sightseeing and stuff. Yeah, but if I'm absolutely. trying to fish in a tournament, not so much. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. Let's get into uh, the rod talk. How long have you guys been building these rods? Um, I've been doing it for about six years now, uh, but I haven't really gotten much more than just building for family and stuff until this year. <laughs> And this year is just taken off exponentially for us. Mm-hmm. Is that because you're sponsoring yeah. different trails and things like that? Yeah. I mean, we started out the earlier this year uh, sponsoring a couple of people um, in Maine. And that fished, you know, the Huck series and the Bassmaster kayak series. And then it kind of just grew from there you know met this person met that person hey i want a rod too or hey i checked out this rod from this person and it's just i mean it's grown so much that we've added several uh more pro staffers for us um we've got i think six pro staffers right now i'm having to count on my fingers don't mind Shout me out to <laughs> My boy Jeremy Baker's yep. got Jeremy Baker. Yeah, we got Bradley Kinnon. Bradley Kinnon. Um, we got Heather Swindler. Mm-hmm. Rod Merritt. Rod Merritt. And Jason Campbell. Jason Campbell. Oh, and he's made it to the final too. So yeah, yeah. Hey, he beat me in round one. I went to Dale Hollow <laughs> and never been there, and didn't get to practice and zeroed. He spanked me. <laughs> yeah and yeah, we actually went down to jason and his wife's house tina uh, a few when we were down there for our first round of the uh kbbt tournament and got to hang out with them and actually get to meet some people that you know we'd only talk to on the phone or via text or whatever so that's been pretty cool too very cool yeah yeah kelly what do you do for the uh, your side of the business. I know we've talked um, about it a little bit. The well, Steve and I, I kind of married into it. Um, <laughs> Steve and I uh, got married three years ago, and um, he was a really good friend to my late husband. My late husband passed away of cancer in 16. Um, and so he inherited me, or I inherited him one way or the other. But um, my first college degree is in graphic design and digital art. And so I do logos, do apparel, all of that stuff, make shirts, pretty much anything crafty, and I do it. And so I um, basically make the shirts, the hats, you you name it. Um, I designed our website, still trying to make it more mobile friendly. It's kind of mm-hmm. a pain right now, but um, yeah, she, she PR coded, stuff. She coded the whole website on her by herself 
with her laptop just sitting here in the evenings working on it. Huh. She's wow. I was like, You you could do that? I didn't even know that was possible. <laughs> That's I don't awesome. know what you're doing over there. Well, I added video game design and 3D modeling and animation to my college load when it came about in junior year. So I'm a nerd. <laughs> Fishes, makes websites, saves people's lives. I mean, you married right, man. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Actually, the whole nursing thing came about when I took care of my late husband when he was diagnosed and we fought mm-hmm. for 10 months. And so... I realized that, hey, I wanted to do that for the rest of my life was to take care of people and help them through the worst parts of their lives, kind of pay it forward mm-hmm. because of all the help that we got during that time. So guess that makes sense while you're on the hospice side, huh? Yeah, it's wow. tough, but I love it. And I do uh, pediatric oncology is another specialty that I'm in. So no, couldn't do that. <laughs> Actually, uh-huh. we're planning on potentially doing a tournament in April for one of one of my former patients. And uh, she's a little two-year-old with leukemia. So mm. sign me up and tell us about it, and I, and we'll we'll spread the word on the real down. Yeah, we we consider her our adopted daughter, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll have like all the details and everything probably closer to like Christmas time and stuff. We're still getting kind of our ducks in a row for that. What ducks in a row? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, that, so, that's cool. If you've been building rods for six years, how do you get into that? Like, it takes a lot of stuff to do that, right? It's not like, like you have to buy a lot of equipment. So if you're going to get into it, it's not like, oh, I'm kind of going to dip my toe in. I'll spend a few dollars. You have to buy a bunch of stuff, right? Yeah. So I saw, I was down at my parents' house down in Florida and they had the Florida Sportsman magazine and there was an ad in there saying, hey, build your own custom fishing rod. I'm like, I want to do that. So I got like the starter kit for Christmas and it just had a hand wrapper in it. And you know, like it came with like four spools of thread and an electric dryer. And then they had the, you know, the YouTube videos and I just watched a lot of videos and then just kind of figured it out. And just been, I keep a, a journal, like a build book of all the builds that I do. And, mm-hmm. I started, you know, just writing down some basic stuff to begin with. And now I'm up to writing like a full page on every rod that I build just so I can duplicate that same rod, like as far as the where the guides go and, mm. you know, hey, this worked really well for this rod or hey, this one didn't work so well. You know, don't don't repeat that mistake on it. Or if somebody has a warranty claim. Yeah. That that'd... way you can just look back at that rod and be like, okay, well, here's what I need to duplicate that rod. Yeah. Okay. So I think I've heard of you guys through uh, Dark Waters uh, podcast. Probably. He yeah. he, he uses a, your rods, right? Yeah. Well, I haven't made one for him yet, but I reached out to him right after he flipped his kayak and lost yeah. all of his gear. I was like, hey, man, you know, I'll... I'll replace your rods for, you know, my cost and I won't charge you labor on them. And, uh, I just, wow. I got one order for him, but he's like, Hey, don't worry about it. Cause you know, it's uh, snowing here now. So just, uh, get it to me when you get it to me. Hmm. So. Yeah. That, that was a cool, cool little story. He, he told me, or he didn't tell me, but on his podcast, when I listened to it, that's where I heard you guys. And, uh, he, he said the whole thing that you just said, I'm like, man, that, that's really cool. I I know a lot of people appreciate that kind of thing for sure. Yeah, I mean that that's really what we've done. Like, I've seriously given away more rods than I've sold. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I even gave away the very first rod I built to a guy that uh, him and his coworker were out uh, spraying for mosquitoes at our house, and they mm-hmm. were talking about how he didn't have a fishing rod and he had moved here from like california or something he's like what 18 years old yeah maybe? didn't know huh. anybody and i'm like hey man i if you can get a fishing reel i got a rod for you and he's like are, are you serious i'm like yeah i built it um it's my very first one and he's like oh i can't take that from you and i'm like it's not that big a deal and just <laughs> gave it to him and he's like oh this is great because now i can go fishing with my friends you know that like his co-worker he always had to borrow a rod from him so 
Well, that, I, that's awesome. <laughs> I mean, your, your business plan is terrible, but like, <laughs> but that's what brought us to you because you've been doing so yeah. much. I mean, you're to be in a, a small custom rod build, builder to be doing so much for, you know, for KBBT, Slay Nation, giving out rods to like Josh. I mean, that's, you know, you're doing it right. You're building relationships. I think for any business, like if you look at Greg Nosar with KBBT and KFL, he's not trying to make a profit in the first two years or whatever it is, because most businesses don't make money in two years. You've been doing it for six. So I'm not, you, you might have to go ahead and start getting some money, but yeah, it, you <laughs> know you what I'm really, saying? Like, yeah, you build the relationships, you get there and then, and then you start to profit off, you know, off this, I think. Well, and you've really only been like doing, doing it for over, just right out a year as yeah. a business, so to speak. Yeah. Mostly it's just been, Hey, you know, uncle, whatever wants a fishing rod for Christmas or something. Mm-hmm. What would you call What would you charge to build them? You know, just the cost, whatever. And then just donate my time to it as a gift. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we've given stuff to like every time there's a charity event here in town or, mm-hmm. a you know, we're just small town people. We like to give back to our community as much as we can and i feel like that's the way to get your name out there because mm-hmm. i mean it's it doesn't cost anything to be nice to somebody so boat trader america's largest boating marketplace offering easy financing and over one hundred thousand boat listings to choose from sell find and finance new or used boats on america's largest boating marketplace visit boattrader.com to get started well. Your, your name is out there and it's funded your education as a rod builder. Because, I mean, I've seen some of the stuff that you built and it's it's legit. It's yeah, it looks quality, man. Yeah, man. Definitely. For real. We'll have to get you guys set up with a couple of rods, too. Yeah. Where, like, where, where do you get all that stuff? Where Like, I've seen one with, like, a, a black a gold reel seat with black grips, black rod. Where do you get all the components and... How do you how do you decide which one to use? I I don't like whenever I go out and buy a rod, it'll be like oh you seven three heavy, yeah. fast tip. <laughs> it's not like oh this one has, you know, you like this many guides and they're separated like this, and this one has more of it's more of a a heavy medium heavy and like how do you like how do you know which components to build for someone? So I deal with a lot of like my pretty much exclusive. Uh, Blank Company is Bats and Enterprises out of Washington. Uh, they build the Rain Shadow and the Alps brand. Mm-hmm. So they put out a catalog every year. And it's, I just like, say you want a chatterbait rod in 7 6. And I just go to the book and I look and I'm like, okay, you know, these are the choices for 7 6. Uh, you know, what are you primarily fishing for? How heavy is your rod or your lures going to be? And I'll, you know, give a couple different choices to it. And, you know, it's usually a couple different price points. If you want to spend a little bit more money or if you want to spend a little bit less money, then at least I have that starting point for the blank. And then from there, it's just, hey, what color scheme do you want to go with? Mm. So, I mean... Like the gold and black rod that I'm building, it's for uh, Bradley Kennan. Yeah, the that rod. Yeah, so he wanted a Saints-themed rod. So I said, okay, well, I'll get the gold reel seat. And I only use the aluminum Alps reel seats because I just find that they're the the best quality for us. There you go, right there. That's it. I'm on the website looking at it right now. (laughs) It's really fun, too, though, is when people are like, oh, just surprise me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I I find that to be the hardest. Okay, Barbie, Rod. I was about to say, it's when you give them, like, bubble gum or something. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of bubble gum. I am building a a pink uh, breast cancer awareness rod for somebody. And his wife is a breast cancer survivor. And he's like, I want pink grips on it. Okay, cool. There so you go. I got so you can, for it. You can basically get in any color then. Just right? about. Yeah. I mean, it's I can especially on the blanks, I can have the blanks custom painted. 
mm-hmm. uh, that's how I ended up with a purple one. A purple one. Um, it was an accident. Uh, <laughs> they it was supposed to be royal blue, and I got it, and it was purple. So the company that I had I bought it from, they're like, okay, you know, sorry, our mistake. So they like just keep it; it's fine. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a LSU rod for Bradley too. So okay, we showed it just a little to... dog on the side. Yeah, we showed it on our live video, just being like, you know, here was the problem that we ran into. This one's royal blue, that one is not. And Bradley hops on; and he's like, "I'll take it, give it to me, <laughs> okay." <laughs> uh, so what, like, if somebody's coming to you for a rod and they say, you know, they want this kind of rod, whatever it is. What's the price range somebody could expect for a custom rod? Is that something you can tell us? Oh, yeah, for sure. So I start at 300 um, and that includes uh, blank up to 7 foot 3, medium heavy. Um, if you get over 7.3, the price jumps up quite a bit. And, I mean, I just pass that cost on to the person that's getting it if they want seven six you got to pay for the extra i don't upcharge it or anything it's just that's what the price is on the blank mm-hmm. so you get you know the blank medium heavy up to seven three you get the aluminum real seats you get aluminum winding checks and then you get your color choice of the thread wrap for the guides and the guides are stainless steel guides and then you also get a color choice on the real seat and on the wind grips. Hmm. And then if you want to do extra stuff, um, the, like you can have an upgraded guide set, and it's uh, $50 extra for the guide sets that are the premium guide sets. Hmm. And then um, we do $50 extra for the carbon fiber grips and $30 extra for cork grips. And so you, what, you, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, what What do you mean by guide sets? Like ceramic guides or stainless steel guides? Is Is that what you're saying? Well, the the stainless steel guides that I normally use they're uh, they're called minima guides, and they have a stainless steel insert inside the like instead of having like a ceramic insert, these are like stainless steel, pretty much braid proof. Yeah. Um, the premium ones are the Alps brand guides and they have, you know, you have your choice of like titanium frames, um, different, they have nickel finished frames and they have, uh, colored inserts that you can get for them also. Hmm. Um, I did a, a rod for her for a casting rod and it has the chameleon, like color shifting kind of uh, mm-hmm. guide set in it. I bet that's cool. It looks yeah. like an oil slick, basically. You've got like yeah. pinks, purples, greens. Yeah, and then I did mine in uh, cobalt blue. Cobalt blue. Huh, that's cool. Yeah, I got a, uh, what, I forget what rod it is. I have a rod that has the uh, blue inserts like that. It looks real cool. It's just like jet black with blue inside yeah. the guides. I'm like, oh looks so good <laughs> well i think the other thing you really liked about those guides is that they come pre-sanded and so it transitions easier for building yeah so the stainless steel guides i have to sand the foot down on the guide to get it to a real thin point so the thread will transition from the rod blank up onto the guide so i have to like hand sand all the guides mm. but with the premium you know the alps guides they already come pre-sanded so you don't have to take that extra step to sand them down. Okay. So you got spoiled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've actually heard of that Alps brand before too. And I, I don't remember where I've heard of them, but they look awesome. And I kind of want to back up a little bit and have you talk about the rod seats a little bit, uh, because they just look so freaking cool. Um, I was telling Dan before we started, we were looking at the picture and uh, in our group chat, we were talking about Star Wars. I was like, dude, these look like a lightsaber. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. But so yeah, talk, can... talk about the seats a little bit. So they're anodized aluminum, and I match them. They come in different sizes. So most rods just use their uh, size 14. So if with the rod blank, you have to put 
any space between the real seat and the blank. So say there's a gap in there. I wrap tape around it to make mm -hmm. an arbor. And then you don't notice it because I coat everything in epoxy. So it seals it all up inside when I glue the real seat down. But I try to get like the size 14 real seats are for almost all the rod blanks. So you don't have to use so much tape. Mm -hmm. So you're getting more of a contact with the with the rod blank itself. But with the bigger rod blanks, then you got to go up to like size 16 seats. And usually like the extra heavies rods, you don't have but maybe a few turns of tape that you have to cover up with epoxy to get it, you know, seated up just right. And the... I can let me grab one of the real seats real quick. Yeah, he go ahead. Doing the carbon or the uh, graphite. the graphite real seats, but they're the mm -hmm. ones that people most often mistake as plastic. Yeah. And I mean, I completely agree. They do. They look and feel like plastic. Mm -hmm. And we had this was back in the very beginning when we, he was starting to try to sell rods. We went to a local uh, tackle store in Derby, Kansas, and the guy was like, you know we get a bunch of tournament people in through here, but you need to get rid of the plastic reel seats. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we started looking at the aluminum and then we've fallen in love with them. That's all we use anymore. So yeah, yeah, they look awesome. Here's, uh, these have the double nut. On yeah. Them right I like now. that. And then there's a, it's a type of plastic. It's the Delrin plastic that goes in between so you're not putting like metal on metal when you crank it down. Mm -hmm. um, so way is showing if you're listening. He's showing the real seat. It's aluminum and it's got it double locks on the end. So like it's not going to loosen up on you, and then your your reel come off because and that not only does it loosen up, but it's also got a locker on top and then plastic in between, so it's not metal on metal, right? Yeah, correct. Okay. I know um, with some of the you know just standard off the shelf real seats you end up you know several times a day while you're fishing you gotta tighten them, tighten up. them back up but with that double lock on there you tighten it down and then you it's just like a locking you know if you lock a regular nut together and you lock another one on top and there's no way it's coming off right yeah that that uh, i use a i have a fenwick rod that has that it had but it's it's not as fancy it, it has two um plastic nuts i guess yeah, you, uh, you screw it down like like how yours is. Um, like I said, it's not as fancy, but yeah, it does not uh, come loose or anything where you have to tighten it up. So, and I I, I keep mine in a rod box on my trailer, so they bounce around a lot, and mm -hmm. sometimes yeah, my reel will come off my rod, and man, yeah. to have that lock on all of them, ooh, that'd be nice. <laughs> so like if i've never owned a custom rod why a custom rod like is 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 it a quality thing or is it just customization it's both um it's all about how the rod blank is you know prepared for wrapping um if you watch some of my videos i know i did one uh a couple weeks ago or last week it's called uh spining the rod mm -hmm. so you you know, put the rod blank on the ground and you put a I big a big arc in it. Like put your hand up high and then you put a big bend in it. And then you I use my fingers and I twist the rod blank in my fingers. And you can actually feel it like roll it'll be like rolling easy and then it'll just snap into place. Mm -hmm. And that's where the spine is. And you wanna put the uh the guides along that spine. Um have you ever had a fishing rod where you feel like you're fighting the rod all day, like it's wanting to twist in your hand, or yeah. you know, you're fighting yeah. fish and it's wanting to twist your arm one way or the other. Mm -hmm. That's because the uh, rod blank wasn't spined when they put the guides on. So not only are you fighting the fish, you're also fighting the rod blank itself. And it makes you more tired throughout the day because you're fighting two things instead of just fighting the fish. And using the blank itself to help you fight that fish so it's just you know the custom touches like that and then you know getting the color scheme that you want 
not mm-hmm. what they have at the store. And honestly, my I feel that my prices are, you know, pretty, you know, good prices compared to if you're just going to go to the store and buy a $150 rod that's, you know, what everybody at the boat launch already has. Yeah. There's, there's no customization to it at all. And you're just stuck with whatever they have at the store. Mm-hmm. Um, I have yet to break a rod. We've only had one rod get broken of all the rods that I've sold or given away. And it was, I believe, a total manufacturer's defect. Because mm-hmm. she has the same blank on a different rod. And we have horsed fish like up a rock wall with it and never had a problem <laughs> with it. And leave it uh, to Marcus, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, of course it was him. <laughs> yeah. Of course. So well, that's cool. Why yeah. Did break. Like, why? I'm, if y'all have only had one one break, why? Like, I've broken rods, you know, yep. with, from other brands. Why is it I don't break many? Because I have a sissy hook set, but that's about half my problem with fishing. But, uh, <laughs> but like, why, why, why do rods break? Why is that a common thing? That's back to the spining thing. Because when it's twisting and stuff like that, when all of that force from the fish is pulling on it and you're pulling in the opposite direction, if you're not working with the natural curve of it, you're it's basically how a bone gets fractured. Okay. It puts stress yeah. in places that it shouldn't be, and so it just shatters and snaps. Hmm. Or if you uh, shut it in the car door. It, yeah. <laughs> or sword fight, as somebody brought up. <laughs> so I, I've actually had a couple 13 fishing rods where I've broken the tip off trying to boat flip a fish. <laughs> yeah. So I, but, I hate to say it, but I, I got a, um, a deal... I won't say the brand, Quantum, but I, like, <laughs> hey, I, we're, their reels we're, are good, but their rods, I have broken the tip off every single one. Every yeah. I own like four of them, and I've broken the tip on every single rod, every single rod. And I was going to say, man, if you plus rods. Yeah, I was going to say, don't hold back. We're a product review show, man. Yeah. We share <laughs> our opinions here. We don't care. Yeah. I, I, I like their reels, but man, they gotta get their rods together. I, I'm definitely never buying another one now that you know I know the difference after a show. I, I think I'm just going to have to get good rods from now on. Yeah, yeah. I've decided that I'm not buying any uh, uh, bad reels anymore or cheap reels. For sure. Uh, I got a, a oh, Stratic yeah. <laughs> uh, spinning reel. You can cast a mile with that thing. Yeah, and, then and the, the drag is so good. Yeah, and then we got her a, a Daiwa. Um, hmm. Was it Tat- Tatua? Yeah, Tatula or whatever. I don't like spider. I'm not buying anything with the tarantula one. I have one of those rods. That's a great rod, by the way. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Um, yeah, you, you mentioned the price points. You, you start at three, 300 and that's for the whole yeah. package, right? Yeah, that also includes shipping. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're you're right. You're right in line with all these other uh, custom rod mo- uh, rod makers I've talked to. So that's cool. Yeah, I mean, as long as it's in the lower forty eight, I'll include shipping. If it's somewhere else, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll have to share. Or shipping. if it's longer than seven, whatever that the post office won't take that we incur yeah. a huge upcharge for it being oversized package. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Matt Lindzeman is also our one of our pro staffers. I just remembered that. When we were talking about shipping, because I had to over, like overnight a rod to him <laughs> before he left Michigan, and it cost me like sixty five dollars to overnight it. So we ate the cost though because it was this dude's fault. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, the, I didn't get it in the mail on Friday like I needed to, and oh. I'm like I'll eat that one. That's, Monday rolls around. That's on me. <laughs> hey, that's cool though. I like it. I have another question. Do y'all do you ever put the Savior rod retrieval devices on them? Is that something you do? What is that? Have you seen those? It's I've like, never heard of that. 
Yeah, it's a float that, uh, like, it, you buy them, and you have to put them on there yourself. It's like a, a float that it goes on the end of your rod tip. Like, you take off the the end of your rod, cork, or EVA, whatever it is, and you add this float on it. And so whenever it goes in the water, it's kind of like a, a automatic life jacket. It'll pop out, and this thing comes out and floats with a string on it up to the top. So if oh, you drop your rod, you, they're like $20, 25 and then, so that little floats up on top of water. It sometimes it's supposed to take maybe a couple hours, but you for it to actually uh, pop. But you can go back and just grab that line, the little float, and then you pull up your rod. That would be awesome. My jitterbugs what saved mine. I can totally, I totally feel Josh's pain now that about his flipping the kayak and losing stuff. Luckily, I didn't lose <laughs> anything in mine, but. So is that is that something that you could install on one of your rods if somebody wanted it? I would imagine. Not for sure. I don't That's know why cool. I couldn't. Yeah, well, we did an episode with them, and like like uh, Dan said, uh, your water sub uh, or your your rods get submerged in water. It has a little uh, tablet inside that when it dissolves from the water, it gets in it, it pops, and then it the the thing that connects to the rod it floats to the top and has fifty uh, feet of braid. So, oh yeah, yeah. It's a cool little tr- retrieval device that's getting real popular with kayak anglers around the cu- country right now. I've got so. two, but I don't want to put them on because I don't want to mess with that. I'm yeah, I will mess up my rod if I could buy one. No, what I, was I, it I don't know. What, yeah. I actually S-A-P-U-R. sent Steve. I, I I sent Stephen a link. Okay, oh. sweet. Yeah, yeah. S A B U R. If anybody's. Yeah. yeah, it'd be something cool to add to a rod. I mean, I I know for sure if like a custom rod builder uh, offered that for me, I'd be like, heck yeah, put it on. Yeah, yeah. extra twenty five bucks, why not? Yep. Nice. Um, I forget what I was gonna say. <laughs> so what's? Had... Yeah, you, you've been building rods for a long time now. Like, what's the? Do you have an end goal, a vision of where you're trying to take Davis custom rods? Honestly, I would like to be able to do this between this and our farm, do that full time um, and not have to do a, you know, right now I work seven to three thirty Monday through Friday, but just being able to do this full time would be awesome. That, that, that would be my end goal for this. But yeah. even if I don't make it that far, it's still going to be a win for me anyway. Because I like doing this. It's fun. So, sounds like, you, uh, by the way, you're growing, though, man. You're right on track. Yeah, we're... I cannot believe how many people have commented or viewed <laughs> our uh, live videos on yeah, Facebook. Cool. I mean, there was one night that we had, like, I don't know, 6,000 views or something. In under an hour, I believe. Wow. Wow. I mean, we were two weeks before that. We had had like eleven, ten, 10 or eleven <laughs> people watching it. That's and then crazy. It just exponentially grew. Oh. That's crazy. Have you seen the orders come in, kind of spike along with? Yeah. Uh, right now, I've got six rods that I'm working on, and you know, there were some years that I didn't even build six rods in a whole year, Damn. and. Right now, I've got six that I'm trying to get done in the next three weeks. It would be, you know, hey, I'm building a rod. And then like six months later, oh, hey, I need to build another rod. Now it's, yeah. okay, well, I've got three more orders in. and Yeah, there for That's a while, awesome. it was like every Friday night, I would get, you know, two orders just from <laughs> people watching the video. I would imagine yeah. it'll probably pick up again in the spring. Yeah. 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 Kind of what, cool. what, what's the limit of production to where... You have to kind of up your equipment. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> how many can you make before you have to take that next leap to, from small to medium, I guess, or medium, small to large? I think we're pretty much at that point. <laughs> uh, All we're, right. We're going to get another, uh, I've got, it's called a power wrapper. So it's basically like a sewing machine motor. So you push mm-hmm. down the foot feed and it turns a rod while mm-hmm. you, you know, while the the line wraps on it for the guides, and I'm gonna teach her how to how to wrap guides. I mean, obviously, I'm gonna be 
you know, quality control number one. And she said I could be as critical as I needed to be for. It won't be know, anything I haven't heard. Of. Let's put it that no, way. Don't yeah. Do, <laughs> uh-uh. No, I'm married. Don't do that. Don't do that. You're making a mistake. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't critique your wife about anything. That's the thing, though, about the fact that I make crafty things already is I'm used to being critiqued. So, yeah. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I feel like this winter we're going to going to wait for like the Black Friday sale and try to get one. Um, that's what I did a few years ago when I got mine was wait for the Black Friday sale and you know, got it for, you know, 50 or a hundred dollars off. So they're usually about $400 yeah. for the power wrapper. Okay. okay. So, but I mean, are, it's yeah. a significant investment, but yeah, it's, it'll double production though. So yeah. oh, I believe so it. That, so that's where the bottleneck is, is wrapping them, I guess. Getting me trained. Yeah. So, <laughs> it, so to glue up the, you know, the real seat and the hand, like the grips and everything that doesn't take very long, but it takes me a good hour to ream out all the grips and then test fit them. And then I've got to measure where, like how big the winding checks are going to be because each rod is different and I measure it with the calipers and then I got to convert that to millimeters so I can order the right size winding check mm -hmm. so then i gotta order all those and i've been trying to like have a group of rods that you know are waiting to get their winding checks and everything's like four or five of them have their handles ready to glue up and then just keep them moving as a batch gotcha so i can work on you know get three or four of them all glued up ready to go they sit for 24 hours before I can do anything with them. And then the next night I'll be working on like grinding the guides down, laying them out on the rod, getting them, you know, where they need to be. And then, you know, the next night start wrapping them. And if I have to, I can wrap like an entire rod in one evening, mm -hmm. but I prefer to break it up over a couple of nights just because it's it gets real tedious and it just it's kind of boring just staring at yeah uh, <laughs> yeah uh, that that's cool though I, um so the thread that you use for the guides is that all customizable to like colors and everything oh yeah i've got um let me grab a couple of spools got like probably right now i've got like 40 or 50 rolls of thread right now okay um it's you can get metallic thread you can get flat mm -hmm. thread you can get um one i've been using lately is it's called var variegated thread mm -hmm. so it's like different colors all within the same spool so when you lay it out it almost shifts like from red to black to red to mm -hmm. silver or whatever so here's one of them Yes. Yeah, that's this cool. The varying shades of green. And then this one is the red and black one. Oh, that's really just, cool. When you lay it out on the rod, you know. Kind of makes stripes. Yeah, yeah. So it starts as black and then it fades to red, then fades back to black. And then there's a metallic purple. Yeah, that that's uh, a lot of rods that I see nowadays. You buy in stores, they have metallic. Yeah, and then we also do a a twist thread, which is usually a metallic thread that has, you know, a flat or a metallic, and then either a silver or a black or. will show up on the thing. It's your twist yeah. green. There's a twist green oh. and silver. Huh. Yeah, that's cool. So. And add another thread rack. How does somebody know what to order? Like, if you have all these different kinds, do they just have to talk to you and you kind of go through all of them, or is there a yeah, way they can? Usually, look somebody has an idea of what color they want to go with, and then I usually ask them, "Hey, do you want flat thread or do you want metallic thread?" Mm -hmm. And then if they say metallic, and they say just you know figure out what color looks the best with it, I might throw like two or three 
color choices up on the rod and then take a picture of it, send it to them. Hey, which one do you like better? Okay. And, and then at times there's times that you're debating it and then you hold up one other thread and you're like, okay, that's the one. Yeah. yeah. I usually, I usually just have like a kind of a vision in my head of what I want it to look like at the end. And then, you know, it's all subject to change, of course, but like, say I'm, you know, set on this metallic blue for this rod and then you actually get it on the rod and get it all set up. And it's like, mm, that is not the right color blue for that. <laughs> and then, you know, I've got, you know, three or four different shades of blue and you throw a couple of them. I mean, it's thread. If you don't like it, just cut it off. Mm -hmm. And then I'll, you know, put it up there against it and like, okay, I kind of like that one in the middle better than yeah. the other ones. They're, they're custom rods, but do you ever have, do you ever have to tell a customer? That's a bad idea, man. Don't do that. <laughs> that, that don't build yeah. that. Those, man, those, you're trying to make a joker rod with like purple and green. Don't do I, I don't want my name on that. <laughs> um, I think I've, you know, put it like maybe put it together and then, you know, like, Hey, this doesn't really look that good. And like, send them a picture. I'm like, Hey, how about this, this color instead? Cause this doesn't really go with this that well. Usually everybody's like yeah you're right that doesn't look very good together so but that's only happened a couple of times and you know one of them was a rod that i built for her and it was going to be uh purple and gold and i got the purple reel seat and put it on there and, and then put the purple grips up there i'm like this doesn't even match it's not even the right color well and then we <laughs> couldn't find a purple thread to go with it either they were all three different shades of purple and because i love purple and it was just like ugh. Yeah. Nope. So now I have like a yellow gold thread on there, black reel or black grips. Yeah. Purple. So we, no, I did the black reel seat, I think. Yeah. So we just changed the entire concept of the rod right there. Once you got all the colors together, it's like, no. Mm -mm. Yeah. Like this one. And with me being in graphic design, I'm just like, oh my gosh, that gives me a headache looking at that. I can't. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Your graphic design uh, background Actually, coming handy. Before Steve and I got together, um, he would, you know, shoot me over pictures via text and he'd be like, hey, I'm building a rod tonight. What do you think about this? Yeah. <laughs> so back when we were just friends, I was giving him advice on color combos. and <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. What What's the most high-end rod you've built? Is there a, like, like what's, the, what's the limit? What's the most ridiculous rod that can be built <laughs> well sky's the limit on on rod blanks um the two casting rods that i built one for me and one for her um with all the components that i put into it i would charge 500 dollars for both of them just because i just i mean i was like well you know i'm building this for us i'm gonna go all out on them because mm -hmm. this is you know, I'm not going to sell it or anything. So I'm only in it. The, the cost of the product it doesn't matter how much time I put into it. Yeah. So I would say around the $500 mark for value wise of stuff that I've built. Do you want to be ruined though? Like, do you want a rod that nice? Cause then every other rod you have is going to be garbage in comparison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's true, but I mean, for hers, well, for mine, I put the carbon fiber grips on it. and uh, Those are awesome. You know, okay. The cobalt blue seat and the cobalt blue guides and on a titanium chrome finished rod. So, mm. I mean, it fishes really nice and I like it. But on the other hand, it's like, ooh, what if I scratch it or what yeah. if I drop it in the lake or whatever there you go <laughs> all valid uh concerns for sure but there's the one that built for her it's got the wow. uh green real seat and then we yeah. did the i did the marbling on it yeah <laughs> what if i get like black... shows up. oh yeah. that's cool wow with like black wing grips yeah black and silver oh yeah, speaking of grips, like I, I saw a picture where you guys had um, Texas Longhorns logos and stuff. Yeah. I How got do you guys the, do that? I bought it from a guy down in Texas that builds those. 
he does uh, custom inlays on those. Okay. And they're they're seventy five dollars for the grip set, mm-hmm. so it's about I don't know three times as much as a wind grip is. But he does them yeah. all like there it is in his shop. He hand cuts it all out with like exacto knives and stuff. Huh. And you know, he glues it all in and. It're... Dan, I got to show you this picture because it's pretty legit. Look at that. Wow. <laughs> Red, white, and blue in along with that burnt orange. Yep. Yeah. That, that's pretty cool. I didn't know. I, so, do you guys have like a partnership with him then? I honestly, I just saw him pop up on the, I think it was like the Rod Builders Guild Facebook page. He was just showing off some of his work. And I'm like, oh, I need some of those. And yeah. <laughs> I just hit him up for him and. He's like, yeah, I've I've only built like three sets of these. I'm like, I'll take that one. Heck yeah. So that's cool. So what what's kind of the turnaround time of a rod? If somebody from somebody messaging you to them getting it, like what's the average amount of time it takes? Like four to six weeks. Okay. It's pretty quick. I mean, it we're really at the mercy of shipping right now, like shipping to us. Mm-hmm. Um, after the first of the year, we're going to shift more towards uh, wholesale orders from suppliers. There's a minimum order of like $1,500 from the company that I want to order from. So we have to save up a little bit of money and make a, a larger order. But now that I know kind of what everybody's looking for, it'll help me order stuff that I can keep in stock now instead of having to wait a week or two to get something. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Right now our primary company has kind of let us down on shipping. Um, it During the beginning of COVID, they would get it turned around out, ship out for ship, like to ship to us within 24 hours. And now you're waiting like four or five days for them to get mm-hmm. it to where they'll ship it. And then you're at the mercy of the post office and yep. it's taking things at least a week to get to us. And then just barring disastrous stuff happening at the farm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's there's the different like blank builders. How do you know which one to go with? If you have that one up in Washington, I know the, what the, the one in South Carolina, isn't that, or North Carolina, isn't that the people that also build the. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Zolos, it's like Greek. I don't know. I might be. T- I know, like Loomis, they sell blanks, and then that guy in Carolina, and then what you were talking about, where you get them from. Now, how do you know which one to go through? Like, which one's the best? I've tried building on a lot of different blanks, and just the rain shadow blanks. I think align the best with us. Mm-hmm. Um, I've tried some of the MHX blanks. Yeah. I like them okay. They're pretty good. I mean, that'd be like my second choice. Um, but you can only really get the decent selection of those from Mudhole. Mudhole, yeah. And you know, shipping from them takes a long time to get all the way out here to Kansas. A very long time. So I mean, that's mostly why I don't order a lot of stuff from them. It's just because the shipping takes so long for us. Um, they have a really good selection. Yeah, they're they, nice folks, but they're yeah. kind of slow with the getting it out to Kansas. Yeah, it's just yeah, right Tennessee. Is that where it's at? No, it's in Florida. Oh, okay. Yeah. Florida. <laughs> now, a phenomenal we... company that we've worked with is Voodoo Rods. Yeah, down in Louisiana. I get a lot of, like, the variegated threads. That's where I get their mm-hmm. stuff from. And your marbling pigments. Yeah. Hmm. We didn't talk about the rods much. Um, what What exactly are they made of? They're graphite. Okay, like then, 30 or 40 ton? Um, Something like not, that. Yeah, I think they even go up to like some of the 80 ton ones. Okay. And then a couple of the rods that I've been building are half carbon fiber 
and then the other half is graphite and s glass blend mm-hmm. so it's a, a blend between fiberglass and uh graphite and mm-hmm. i really like those blanks because you have the you know the lightweight of the carbon fiber down on the bottom half and it really gives it a lot of backbone to to pull up some big fish or pull it through grass mm-hmm. um right now i've been using those for uh frog rods oh wow okay i i, I figured you were talking about like a moving baits reaction baits mm-hmm. pranks and stuff like that but for frog rods too huh yeah um it's it's actually marketed for a crankbait rod Mm-hmm. But I've been using them for uh, frog rods, and they're really stout on the backbone, but they have the sensitivity and the fast tips on them. So the you know the rod will really load up, and you can feel the bite, but you have enough power in the back end to pull it out of thick grass. Hmm. And I'm not it, much of a frog guy, so I don't know. <laughs> And they're made in the U.S., right? Yep. Those that's are... the one line of rain shadow that's made in the U.S. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> I like it. It's called the judge. Yeah. All and right. I think he, what did he say on his little webinar the other night? He said, um, because it's the rod to judge all others by. Yeah. That's what Batson oh, himself quoted like it, it as. Bold they, words. They look sick. <laughs> I like it. Especially if you load it up with some carbon fiber grips, which of interesting fact that you found out about carbon fiber grips the other day when we were fishing we got selected to do the fish off because we both brought in zero on the first weekend of kbbt and so everybody wanted to see husband versus wife which we (laughs) both brought in no you actually you got one didn't you yeah so he won after the (laughs) after the fish off i actually caught one but it was cold and uh, my hands were wet from the water and you actually can grip the rod a lot better with those carbon fiber grips because yeah. it has a little bit of texture to it. So it didn't feel yeah. like it was slipping out of my hands or anything. Yeah, that and they're extremely light. Yeah. yeah. But, and they look awesome. Yeah. There's another thing that's getting real popular since we're all kayak anglers. Do you, ha- do you offer rods that uh, have shorter butts for kayak anglers? Yep. <laughs> I've actually transitioned to that over the last uh three months or so as i used to measure it like put the butt grip clear down here on my elbow Mm -hmm. and i built a lot of those and then everybody was like hey could you make this shorter Mm because it hits me in the side when i'm casting or i'm like you know i never even thought about that or if he puts it to his mid forearm on me it hits me all the way back at my elbow because i have shorter arms than he does yeah, so, but you, you, you can't really go that far either because you don't want to super unbalance the rod. Right. But, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I've been making like between the split grips, making it like you know three inches or so mm-hmm. between the butt grip and the and the rear grip, and I, that's really been you know I haven't had anybody say that it was too short or too long. It was just right for kayak fishing. So. Well, and you mock them up and then you hand them to me and ask me if it's comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Because so, I've got the short arms. So. Yeah. It's go. so weird going from a, a rod that has a longer butt to a rod that has a shorter butt. Because I have one of both in my boat. And I, I go to pick up the other one after using a long one and I cast. And I completely miss grabbing the end of the rod after, you know, like when I'm casting. Yeah. I miss I miss grabbing the bottom of it. I'm like, what the heck? Oh yeah, it's too short. <laughs> I hate a real long one in the kayak, though. I have a couple of spinning rods yeah. there, like that, and oh, it's it, it is the worst. Yeah, I, I hate, especially when they're digging in your ribs or something like that. Yeah. I can't wait to have a way to set up my rods on the kayak that I'm not screwing around trying to get them out so I can fish. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the horizontal rod storage on the new canoes, though. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, well, the- ask. We, we can get you uh get you set up with yak gadget we can get you one of them uh you know not we'll not get you one but we can help yeah. you get a uh a yak gadget low low pro crate they're the, there the best out there yeah for real they are the best out there yeah i like them too they're nice well cool um i don't really have any more questions if dan does no i, I appreciate y'all being on it's, it's fun getting to learn about custom rods man and uh, really appreciate everything you've been doing for our community and giving back and and glad we were able to have you on 
Yeah, thank you for having us on. It's been fun. Um, you do don't you do donate a rod a year to a veteran. Yeah, that, I thought that was something I'd bring up too. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, every year we. <laughs> uh, every year we in Air Force. Just now. <laughs> every year we give a give a custom rod away to a veteran. Um, been doing that for about four years now. Uh, usually it's just somebody contact me and be like, hey, this you know. I'm a combat veteran or whatever, and I'll just like, okay, cool. What what kind of rod do you want? Uh, I started doing it when I got partnered up with uh, Heroes on the Water yeah. over in uh, Northwest Arkansas. I built a a rod for them to give away at one of their events, and then I've built a a custom set of uh, court grips. I do uh, like a checkerboard pattern, and I did like a red, white, and blue pattern to it, mm-hmm. and then another builder over there built the rod and then they gave it away as a like angle basically like angle of the year kind of thing for their series mm. so could you do like a black real seat with like an od green rod yeah definitely yeah that'd be pretty awesome we even we have a company that we work with for decals that we get like infantry insignias and stuff like that printed out and we put them on on the rod i think you you might have some people message you about that i see some you know some crayon eaters and some semen out there <laughs> one, 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 one custom rod. josh smith yeah there you go <laughs> hey, I was in oh. we, we, we like to make fun of each other oh yeah <laughs> one more question can it do or do you put or are you able to put people's names on the rod or anything oh yeah yeah i i write something on almost everyone's rod i just have like a like a pen that you dip in ink, mm-hmm. and I dip it in like enamel paint. Tester's model paint. And then I, I write write something on the rod, or if you want like a saying on there, or your name, or or whatever, I just write it on there. And I write all the specs for the rod mm-hmm. on the blank too. And then I Ooh. put a layer of epoxy over them so it doesn't come off. And it takes a steady hand, doesn't it? It does. I tried. I know. <laughs> I wiped it off. Mine said nothing on it on the two rods that I finished up. <laughs> He's like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Hey, I, I do like that, though. It's like little touches like that on rods where it, you can tell it's handwritten. It it just looks cool. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm going to order one and I'm going to get on there. F your lips. <laughs> we'll put whatever you want to say on there. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. Well, th- thank you all for being on and keep up the good work. All right. Thank, Thank you, you guys. Appreciate it. Uh, before you go, you guys want to plug your social yeah. media and stuff, website? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, we have a uh, you know our Facebook page, uh, Davis Custom Rods, and then we have Instagram page, uh, Davis Custom Rods also, and the website is www.daviscustomrods.com. Yeah, easy. Cannot mess that up. And then yeah, just you know, that's pretty much it. Or look up Kelly Davis or Stephen Davis. Yeah. If, if, PH. <laughs> if, if they want to message you about getting a rod built, how, how do they do it? Just on any of them, just message you? Yeah. yeah. I I check them all, all the time. So I'm on all of them too. You so. can message the page and it sends a message right to my phone, a notification to my phone. Same thing with uh, Instagram. Awesome. Good deal. Again, thanks for coming on the show. I had a blast talking uh rod making it was awesome yeah so definitely also dan thanks for joining me man yeah man i know running a show by myself i'm not very good at it so it's always nice to have somebody helping me out yeah man, man. Um, our lives. <laughs> yeah all right guys well everybody have a good night um we'll see you guys next week all right Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle in Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler. The Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water 
and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. TRC Covers, protect your investment. Catch Products, shout out to Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com and put the Paddle in Fin logo directly on your catch board. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20 and save 20% on all your jig and tackle needs. You want to succeed, you want to fish, you want to be one of the greatest. Tune in to West Marine's Life on the Water, presented by Costa Custom Boats, every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Spend your Saturdays with Life on the Water. Join Captain Brandon Simmons for fishing, diving, travel, and so much more. You want to succeed, you want to fish, you want to be one of the greatest. Oh, look at that thing, dude. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Let's see what kind of trouble we can get into today. Don't miss Life on the Water every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. <laughs> the destination for outdoor entertainment.